thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. From Asmacore Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? And now, here are your hosts. Alrighty. Welcome. Hello. It's holiday week. What are we? 160. 160. 160. I'm Chris. I'm Aaron. I'm Rich. This is dropping the weekend of Black Friday, so people will still be doing their holiday shopping. Maybe yes. even listening to this on Cyber Monday. Ooh, Cyber Monday. Yeah, click through hey. the Amazon banner, ChristopherMedia.net. Hey, Christopher Media Sale, get our podcast Monday. half off. Oh, yeah. wait a minute. They're oh, free. Oh, they're always free. Uh-oh. So click through the goddamn Amazon banner on Cyber Monday. And hopefully everyone survived. So this is a nice synergist intro right here. I didn't do any Black Friday shopping. I never I, do. I don't plan on doing any on Cyber Monday either. Aren't grocery shopping? Does that count? Yeah, I went to yeah, I went to the Kroger definitely. Yeah. See, I was debating whether to go to Kroger today, and I just yeah. said it's probably going to be a fucking zoo, so no. I didn't. As someone who went, like I yeah, as someone who went on Wednesday and today, psh, to two different days. Today, I could have rolled a bowling ball down the fucking aisle. Really, I went middle of that store Wednesday. Today, Good Lord. I didn't go uh, today. I actually went on uh, uh, Thursday. Oh. On Thursday at 3.30. Yeah, they closed at 5. The place was uh, pretty reasonable. I went at about 6 o'clock on the day Wednesday. You can't tell what anything's going to be like anymore. I mean, everyone's got a Black Friday sale. It's every... (laughs) The dispenser I went to today had a Black Friday sale going on. Right. It was nice. 15% off. It's pretty much become standard part of American culture at this point. There's Black Friday, and I mean, even, okay, because, what, 15 years ago, it was, well, 10 years ago, whatever, it was Black Friday, and then, like we mentioned earlier, off before we started broadcasting, Cyber Monday. Now mm-hmm. it's like, do they even presume for you to show up at the store anymore? Because it seems like everything's on online that's at the store as far as offers go. Yeah. What I want to know is, this would have been a joke last year, but this year, now it's an observation. How many years are we out from Black Friday being termed as a pejorative? Because black, black is giving a negative connotation. We don't want to associate the word black with anything. Now. I'm not being dead serious now. Yeah. Last year, this had been a joke. But if you're doing the books, it's a positive connotation. It's a lot better than red. Oh, you? I see what you're saying. Well, then the Native well, Americans are going to get involved and listen. <laughs> Why is being in the red something negative? You know that's that's I I, I get I get what you're what you're doing and I mean, I mean not what you're doing but what you're saying but uh, I was at earlier this year when I was at work I was describing a movie I had watched to a couple coworkers and uh, they were like well what you know what kind of movie was it and I'm like well you know it's really black comedy you know and they're like one of my coworkers like black comedy big mama's house oh it's kevin hart in it yeah (laughs) like there's black people in it and i'm like no it's it's like a black comedy it's like and they're like well then how can it be a black comedy and i'm like it's dark in tone and like this person i could see was trying to work out in their head like is what you mean dark in tone like my skin tone exactly exactly and i was like (sighs) well you know maybe i maybe there are better terms for this you know, I, who knows where the origin? 
like a gallows I, humor. Take your money Friday. T- if hold on, if they don't understand dark and tone, right? And I'm talking about a comedy. If I throw out gallows humor or whistling past the graveyard, they're not going to get those. You know, so, correct, correct. Yeah, then you're talking over their head and talking down to them. Schadenfreuden, probably not a word they'd pick up. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I don't know what I'm getting at here, but it does. We have like black and white as these terms for just good and bad in general. And I don't, I've heard multiple explanations of where that came from, both having to do with race and not. And maybe it's just time to lose that. I don't know if, I don't know I, if you can. I, is it just like built into because the sun is good and the nighttime is. No, it's suppo- it? it supposedly came from the act from retail workers. From retail workers. No, no, no. Black Friday. No, not Black Friday. Oh. I'm just talking about the way that we use black in general, because Rich was kind of expanding it with the term black comedy. Oh, it's How we use... White good, black, black evil. Isn't that just kind of something? Yeah. <laughs> but if good guys were white, bad guys were black. Must have been a white guy to it, come up with all but that. But if that's like a core <laughs> yeah. concept in all of our minds, and it's to the point where we can go, no, it's not race. It has nothing to do with race. Is it, we're not thinking about race when we're saying that white is good and black is bad. But if that's so pervasive in our society, maybe that honestly is one of those things that should change in order for us to grow as a society. I don't know. Eh. Just not trying to be a social justice warrior. I think you're you're really overtaking it there, Chief. I'm I'm right on the precipice of it, but I don't know. The the more universal these concepts are, certainly. Well, the harder they are to change, but the they have a lot more meaning to them than we understand most times. That's all I'm saying. Wow, man. I understand, I but once again, I have, to always go, I have to go back to what I always go back to. Words have more than one definition. Yes, and but words have meaning yeah, to different people. I understand it, that, but if I say, it's like if I'm having a conversation with someone, and this is, this is a pet peeve I, I have with, I've had pretty much all my life. If I'm having a conversation with someone and I use a word that they don't understand, and they look at me and go, what the fuck are you talking about? you stupid and i'm like because you don't understand the definition of a word i'm stupid i don't that's irritating as as, as a motherfucker to me and it's like look i can't help that you're uneducated you know you should have paid attention in english class i've always been in the club of words have the power you assign to them i've always been a, a bit of a grammar nazi myself but there seems to be two there's two uh uh Two different types of linguists out there. One, ones who are purists and understand that it can adapt for certain styles or depending on who you're talking to. And others that these language rules aren't really rules at all. These are guidelines to help us. But if the main point of communication, of using these words, is, is communication, then as long as the, the point gets across then it is correct. There's no such thing as being grammatically incorrect. There's outside of the grammatical guidelines. And I'm really starting to lean more that way. It's not... It, and I'm not saying that like you should try and dumb down your vocabulary, 
but you do have to understand that your message is going to come across a lot cleaner if you're quote unquote speaking that person's language. And I understand where you're coming from, and I and I I I agree with you. My thing is, okay, and maybe it's it's not necessarily that they don't understand. Like if I use a word and they don't understand what the word means, it's not that they that they don't understand what the word means. It's the fact that they resent. Or not resent. It's the fact that they try to the, the, these type type person I'm talking about is the type of person who's going to go. I don't understand what the, what you just said. So you're stupid. And it's like, well, well, if someone says something and I don't understand it, I ask them to explain themselves. I don't automatically default to but this you're is, stupid. And it's like maybe it's, maybe that's my problem. My problem is I resent the fact that they. They don't, their lack of curiosity. And yes. that's, that's on me. This is symptomatic of a, a greater problem that a lot of people have, it seems like especially in this country, of if I don't understand it, it's not worth knowing. So if exactly. I don't understand that word that you're using, then rather than say, what does that word mean? Like I've asked people flat out, like what they, cert, certainly in, in some situations, you might feel too embarrassed to ask the person what the word means or for some clarification. Usually you don't even have to ask for uh, a definition. You can just ask for clarification, knowing the word in context. And then, mm. you know, uh, you, can, you can glean the information from that. I'll tell you the truth. I'm a little confused by your tactics. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to keep acting tough until I figure it out. All right. <laughs> Well, I just, I, I remember watching the uh, extended or uncut or director's cut, whatever it's called, version of 40-Year-Old Virgin, and the scene where Kevin Hart comes in, and he's talking to the salesman, and the salesman says something oh, to him, yeah. I can't remember the exact quote, and he goes, okay, now you throw in big words at me, and since oh, yeah. I don't understand what they mean, I'm going to take it as disrespect. <laughs> yes. I started laughing my ass That off, was one of the I'm funniest like, lines. Exact, yeah. Yeah, as someone, in that exact situation. As someone man. who's from this area, yes, absolutely. I've like, hey, I've, I've talked to that dude like several times. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, well, since we're talking about this. I also need that extended warranty on it for the price of on the house. Hmm? That I can't do. And don't be a Negro. Be my nigga. All right? Help me out. Hold, hold, hold. What? I ain't nobody's nigga. What's that other actor's name again? Romney Malcolm. That's it. Now you're being condescending. See, mm -hmm. you that dude's fucking guy. crazy. Like, in a really good way. Okay, well, so check I, this out. First of all, you're throwing too many big words at me. Okay, now, because I don't understand them, I'm going to take them as disrespect. Watch your mouth <laughs> and help me with the sale. <laughs> now you found yourself a nigga. You was looking for a nigga? Nigga here now. See? <laughs> what did you say? Is Romney, what's his name? Romney Malco. Romney and Malco. I've used a modified Rom version of his line before when I'm fucking with people and they're like, you know, you're an asshole. I'm like, oh, you want an asshole? Asshole here now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't mean to get off on a whole language tangent. I was just, the, the argument for changing the way that we use black and white, I think, is a more reasonable debate than, you know, what color Starbucks' no, cups no are. No way, man. It's, it's light and dark. It's, you as a Star Wars fan, I think you would appreciate that. Yeah. See, there you that's go your again. balance in the universe, the son. Yeah. You got a light side and a dark side, all right? Well, oh, wasn't it I, Malcolm X where, when he was in prison, 
it was and I mean it was a it was a basically a, a hodgepodge of characters all mixed into one that the guy who introduced him to Islam in prison but he was like sit down and read the dictionary and he's like now look up the word white and you know and it's like pure is the drip you know pure unsullied etc etc and he goes okay now look up the word black and it's like you know the absent of light uh dark you know evil and and everything like that and he's like whoa wait wait a minute wait a minute whoa, what, what book is this who wrote this and it's like so it, in that aspect i get it but also once again there's like 12 definitions that they listed in that movie for each word it depends on how the context it's being used and honestly the context of the person it, not the context but the, the context of, of a word being used can be lost on a person who's looking at it from one point of view. Hey, and one, man. One, like, well, this is 2016. The year context died. If you, if you trace back, though, it's, it's not so much that we uh, use these terms for uh, certain races. It's that we're so lazy about identifying things that, what, you know, for some reason, even though I've never seen a pure white person... We are white people, just like I've never seen a pure black person, by definition. But there are black people. You know, it's you, that something's gonna fuck you up. I went to school with an albino black person. I swear to fucking god. But they, but they were, yeah, but they weren't pure. Even an albino has some color to them. And like, no, than, everyone who's making white. jokes out there. Oh, wasn't that a white guy? No, straight up, it was a black person who had albinoism. I believe that's sure. the correct term. Well, I. Is that the correct term? Because what makes him black then? He has no black. He had. Skin tone you want to in his get face. into it? He had, the, he had all African, the features. African American, right? He had the nose. He had the I'm, lips. No, I'm just saying. No, he had the hair. His parents is the answer. Yes. that's what I'm saying. It's it's the fact that we've we're so lazy as to just go. Uh, okay, these these are black people. These are white people. And you're, you're correct. Fine. If we're gonna par- parse language on me, yes, I, I saw an albino African American. I went to school with one. Yes. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, white people and black people. I'm not trying to come at this from a social justice warrior stance. I'm really not. <laughs> I'm not saying like we have to change this or this is what's wrong with our society. I'm coming at this more from a linguist mentality. You're making a safe just, space upstairs, aren't you? Of just No, I'm just <laughs> trying to figure out you know, how we use these terms and why. That's all. Oh, I got you. I got you. But... Um, I guess we should get our. It appears to be it's going to be an, uh, uh, a weekly occurrence of what the fuck is going on in this country as far as news out of the way. Wow, this was quite the week. Um, can we just get to the big story on Jill Stein and the recount? That's so ridiculous. Don't care to expand on that? <laughs> it's the end. Like, it's ridiculous. What's ridiculous? You're calling for a recount. We're getting. In, we're going to be getting into almost a month after the election here, and we're calling for a recount. Like I'm, uh, I'm starting to to, uh, to to maybe have some feelings, maybe reminiscent of Sarah Silverman at the fucking Democratic convention. Like you're you're okay. You you, you lost. You didn't even get. Did she get any oh. percent of the vote? Jill Stein? Yeah. Uh, she didn't even make it onto all the, yeah, the ballots. What we, so, so what are we doing? What's, is the recount really for her? 
Or no. is it really? Why would, the, why would you think the recount exactly. had anything to do with her? Exactly. I mean, so she's that's taking why I'm up saying, the charge. So what does it matter? That she, what's it matter, her percentage of the vote? The recount but isn't for her. And it's not her idea either. Well, why is she leading it? Because she's a figurehead. Because Hillary won't. Because Hillary probably shouldn't. Because somebody needs to do it. Because everyone already hates Jill Stein already. Because she doesn't give a fuck. Because she's got nothing to lose. I, that's why she's leading this charge. But I, it's probably the worst idea in the history of political ideas. Honestly, if we <laughs> even worse than Donald Trump running for president, it it might be, it could be. Who fucking knows? Is it going to go anywhere? No. First well, of all, you're starting it in December. Shit ain't going to happen in Washington D.C. till January. This is okay. So the guys who actually are, are credited as starting this movement, I mean, it, I think the the idea was on the the minds of a lot of people. Big Baby One and Big Baby Two. Uh, civil rights lawyer John Boniface, 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 and Bonerface from the uh, U of M Center for Computer Security and Society. He is the director, J. Alex Halderman. Now, the basis for their argument is that white guilt in these three states, ours being one of them, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. The vote was extremely close within the margin that uh, that a, a recount could be asked for any under any circumstances. But on top of that, there does seem to be evidence of tampering with the actual voting machines. We're not talking about, you know, uh, news stories on RT or people's Facebook news feeds trying to sway the election. They're actually talking about actual tampering of election results from Russia. Now, it's up for debate as to whether the information they have really means... On our paper-based voting system? Computer-based. These are all computer-based. I voted on a piece of paper. I don't know about you. I had to give someone a piece of paper. You gave somebody a piece of paper that went into a machine that nobody looked at unless they had to go back and do a recount. That's the, that paper is there for the purposes of a possible recount. You fed it into a machine that tallied results. Okay, well... So that's where the tampering can be. Uh, you fed it into a machine that looks like the copy machine from when you're in elementary school. Okay, so to go back to... Not even to, current technology. To go back to what you said, the... Ra- the Who, uh, are we talking about Jill Stein? What you said, what you just oh, said, I about how, it's, how the percentage was, it was within the percentage to ask for a recount. Well, do you want the numbers real quick before, because I have them yeah, right yeah, here. Yeah. Michigan, 0.3% difference in the vote. Uh, mm-hmm. Wisconsin, 0.7%. Pennsylvania, one2 Two of those, under 1% lead in the votes so but i I think if the person who lost isn't asking what are we doing here if the person uh, who lost isn't asking for it decide because it's political Uh, game plan no there's a lot of people that are asking for it i mean how could she you think you think that she doesn't want it gore had no problem asking for one do you think 2000 yeah i think under reasonable circumstances 
Well, first of all, after 2000, wasn't there, <clears throat> if not a law, wasn't there, well, I guess it would have to be a law, put on the books that if it's close, under a certain percentage, automatically there's a recount? I believe so, but I, I am not... Uh... So then if it's not within that, is this, is, this, is this another couple of big babies? Like, trust me, I'm not a fan no. of the results, but... It doesn't fall into automatic recount. It falls into... I mean, there has to be a margin in there. You can't have a 20% difference in the vote and call for a recount. It's obviously not ever going to come out in your favor. But there's also a margin in there where you can ask for a recount. I thought, and I'm just pulling this out of my ass, I thought it was under like 3%. So uh, if that is true, I mean, and this is this is according to, again, J. Al- Alex Halderman. We'll just call him Alderman. Or Hall. You don't really pronounce the H on it, do you? It's not Halderman. You read his name it's second. Alderman. I offered him as big baby number two. Right. Uh, he said that uh, there's per- persuasive evidence that the vote may have been manipulated or hacked. What? And also that... Go look it up, Dan. I didn't write everything down. Well, no, but... Like, no, no, it's, it's, I'm, wanted, not, I'm not asking you. No, but he's a... Okay, but he's rhetorical. not just some schmo. I, I get it, but you could give me all the... Fa- Listen. If he said... Okay, this is a... His Bullshit other poll keeps the quick. lights on around here. I'm, a, I am, I'm well aware of flowery language. What is, what is your pervasive evidence? I could if, say I got something all day. What What do you got? If my PhD students and I were criminals, I'm sure we could pull that off, is what he said, as to how easy it would be to hack these systems. Now, and the second, well, the second thing is, now that since you've brought it up a few times about be- systems being hacked, mm-hmm. it was a couple episodes ago. I think it was the first episode after the live broadcast. I said, I can't wait for the conspiracy theories about how Russia somehow affected the election over here oh, Rich, in favor of Trump. Yeah. Rich, are you, are you, are you icing it? Here it is, and here is it this, is. Is this show crossover, Rich? Are you icing it? Okay. <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't even, this isn't icing it. This is, I just saw this coming because there was, one, way too much mention of Putin, and even the mainstream media was like, why is Trump so comfortable with Putin when he, anybody who basically gives him what he thinks is a dirty look, he wants to wipe off the face of the earth, yet he's so comfortable with Putin and all all his shit. And I'm just like, hmm, how long until someone draws a line between that, whether that's a real or imagined line? Well, the, the same people choose to not ask why Obama and China are so fucking friendly. Here, we, 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 go, we do this all day. Uh, but, do, yeah. but do you see what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, Here's I, exactly, I see exactly what you're saying. Here's some other quick stats for you. Each one of these states has a deadline, which is coming up soon. Now, Wisconsin was actually the day of recording. That's the 25th. And Jill Stein did indeed file. She's raised uh, $3 million towards this effort to file in each one of these states because it costs money for the recount. And it would be very difficult to ask the voters to pay for that. So she crowdfunded $3 million, filed in Wisconsin today, which means she has until the 28th to file in Pennsylvania and the 30th to file in Michigan, which sounds like it's going to happen because it sounds like she has the funds for it. So this recount looks like it is actually going to occur. 
unless there's some considerable effort to intervene on Trump's team. I don't know what well, that would look like, but I'm well, sure you would figure it out. Okay, here's how I feel. If it's within her if it's within her right and it is, yeah. There's it's not against the law to ask for a recount. She's not asking for laws to be rewritten at the last minute and for a special case scenario, then hey, more power to her. That's how this country works. That's what I'm saying, but she doesn't have anything to lose. Okay, how she has actual have... possible gain just because she's an outsider calling out the established system as it is. And if she wins this, she's going to be a fucking hero. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's how many times have we ever heard, mostly through through television and movies, but I mean, you know, oh, a loophole or a, a loophole. technicality got somebody off or, you know, <laughs> allowed someone, allowed someone to, 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 to walk away from a charge that they should have been convicted of because something, you know, in the chain of evidence or whatever fucking, you know, trope they use to move the, the story forward. How many times does that happen? Okay, it's a cliche, but cliches are based on a grain of truth. It's because they do fucking happen. And if it's within her, if it's within her right and the people who are putting their own money up and it's not coming out of the public's money, which to me is stupid because this, the election, the election is what? The people voting. So if there needs to be a recount, why do the people have to fund that shit? No, absolutely. Yeah, that's why she has to raise the funds. Okay. So, okay, well, I don't see the problem. I mean, you can call it, you know, sore loser, being red ass, whatever you want to call it. Fine. But if it's within our rights, believe me, if you were standing in front of a judge and you had a choice between either getting convicted of something and doing five years or, ex- or, or exercising your rights that would make you look like a crybaby, right. call me a fucking crybaby and I won't be in prison for find, five years. Find some years. loophole to get you out. Exactly. I, you know, so, the, the, the word loophole seems to be thrown around a lot more lately. I don't know if that's my imagination or not. And I actually, no, as much as the word normalize, uh, no, probably not. Actually, that's but the new I, buzzword for the last three weeks. I've noticed. A quick aside: I came across the word in a, what I found a very amusing context. Um, some spam ad for, you know, you've seen these. Uh, you can get like a set of videos or a book that'll teach you how to get with any woman. You know, or or the uh, Tom Tom Cruise's character in Magnolia. Respect the oh, cock. like pick, like pickup artist type. Yeah, guys. that that type of shit. And this was the but the video kept talking about that you'll find out the information that you'll find out is this this strange loophole that allows you to sleep with women. And it kept talking about a loophole, and I'm like, what? Do you think they're fucking robots? Like you found or work around in their programming? Like all you have to do is like. Say these three command words, and they automatically start sucking your dick. How did? Yeah, how does, I have money. How does anyone figure that you get to somebody through a loophole? Like I figured out a loophole to get any job that I want. Wait a minute, maybe Trump figured that out. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> I'm not going to say all women, but there there is a percentage of women that Chris hit it on the head. Yeah. Uh, have an ATM statement with seven figures in there before the decimal point and Tom give them Likas, the number on the back of it. Yeah. Tom Likas yeah, yeah. used to say uh, 
pick up uh when you go to ATM, look through all the receipts people left behind and take the one with the biggest balance. Yeah, this special loophole called being filthy rich will allow you to sleep <laughs> yeah, with any I woman. Know, right? <laughs> I'm not going to say any, but there's a percentage, and I'm not going to even say the percentage because I just yeah. – it, no matter what, it's, it's going to be wrong. If, it's, if I say a percentage is too low, someone's going to be pissed. If I say it's too high, it's, they're going to be pissed. So just fill in the blank yourself, but – Let's be honest here. It's the truth. It's just like no matter how crazy a chick is, no matter how much bullshit she brings to the table, if she's hot enough, there's a percentage of guys that'll put up with that just to fuck a hot chick. <laughs> it's just the way we're wired. You don't no, like so, it. So oh, I mean, it up with Mother Nature. Don't don't bitch at us for for pointing out the fact that that happens from time to time. Was, uh, what, I think I heard Adam Carolla say is this week or last week when you ever hear somebody describe their wife or their girlfriend. Oh, she's got. She's cute. She's smart. She's funny. She's got a great rack. He's like, all right. She's like, she should. You should just led with great rack. He's like, everything yeah. else you're gilding the lily. Just oh. tell, just tell the truth. He also said that you can't be a ten if you don't have double D's. Like, Who, uh, yeah, he's a, C cups. It is impossible for a C cup to be a ten. <laughs> they can be really? a nine or a nine and a half, but they cannot <laughs> be a ten without D's. And I was like, like that's outrageous. I I've guess seen, we know he's a tit man. I've seen g- women with like almost no tits that I would still rate as a ten. See, 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 no. See, and I'm, 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 I'm kind of with that there. Really? Like I, t- I so uh, I mean, I, it's all subjective. I mean, as far as what sure. you consider a ten or not, but I mean, we had to get to rating women at some point in this kind. Con- a, be- a beautiful woman we? is. To one person, could be another person's. Eh. You could be a ten you know, with your clothes on, but you take off your shirt and look like a twelve-year-old boy. You're, yeah, no, you're definitely hey man, back some in guys like digits. that. Some guys yeah. like that. That that very petite. I like know, it all. I I, <laughs> so, I have I have friends who like their women rather uh, robust. So, you know? in conclusion, recount good or bad for the country. Good or bad to, to for bring the country. Us back I don't, to the subject. Good or bad for the country. If it's allowed and everybody's going through proper channels, then it needs to happen. I guess. How, here's I another fun fact for you. I think the year 2000 taught us if the machine's in motion, they're going to make the results swing their way. Hillary is uh, up two million votes, over two million votes, over Donald Trump in the popular. Yeah, they're vote. all from California, though. Well, the, on top of that, a lot of people. Okay, electoral college. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other one. Is it broken? No. <laughs> Is it a broken system? It worked all Does the- it still apply? No. Yes. Yes, it, it still, still applies. applies. Yes. It's not broken. We only started thinking it was broken until the things that we learned about in high school government class that we learned there was a small percentage of actually started happening. Mm-hmm. It took till 2000 for it to happen. You know, when I, when I started I actually want, paying no, attention to this shit. It's happened now five times in the history yeah. of the election. My my argument against people who want to abolish will always be the same thing. Do you just want L.A., New York, and Chicago to take turns electing the president? Because that's what will fucking happen if you get rid of the Electoral College. In my my 20s, I thought Electoral College is stupid, and all votes should matter towards one one vote for for president. And then in my 30s, I thought, no, I guess that uh, the founding fathers were actually smart, and they realized that a lot of people just don't pay attention to, and vote ignorantly, 
And because of people's stupidity and their voting choices, the Electoral College is there to, to make sure that people don't uh, elect total idiots to office. And Now you're in your 40s. <laughs> now where does that leave me? Yeah, no, right? <laughs> so I'm really confused. I don't know how I feel if about the Electoral, no Electoral College. College. If you were run, run for president, you would just pretty much wear down the pet. Your campaign trail would be LA, New York, Chicago. LA, New York, Chicago. You would just go where well, all the, peop- the most people are clustered together and try to okay. get all their votes. That's so it, all you would have to do. But it's about six states instead of three then. There's still states that don't see the candidates. Yeah, I'm sure Wyoming gets maybe a campaign stop if that. No, if you're not considered a swing state, you weren't visited in this last cycle, period. Well, because if you look at Ma- if you look at electoral maps throughout the years, it's the same thing always happens. The oceans vote blue, and everyone in the middle votes red. And then mm-hmm. it's usually up to a couple states in the Midwest to right. to decide the election. But you're right. The major concept there as to what, and the argument for keeping it is that it keeps major cities from dominating elections because of their concentrated population. Yeah, it's what... It's, where the most people are clustered together is just where you would have to con- campaign. That's it. Just get the big clusters votes and you'll win. All right. Well, I don't know. How do you guys feel about this? Do we Have we uh, said it as much as we needed to say on the possible recount? I, I, look, the way, the way I look at it, if it's, like I said, if it's not asking for things to be changed, laws, standards and practice, whatever. Right. Just because they don't like the outcome. If they're actually going through channels that have been there and they're doing it the right way, let them do the recount. Do I agree with Chris? Yes, my cynical side agrees with Chris, no matter what. No matter if it comes out that she actually won enough electoral, uh, 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 you know, won, won enough votes. She would have to get all three of these states. Okay, even it's if she not did, just they're, they're not going to they're not going to reverse themselves. We've already we this country's well, built no, it on would this be rep- unprecedented for a representative of the state to go against the popular vote. If it does change the po- if the outcome changes the popular vote, it would be expected that the representatives from those states would change their votes to uh, coincide with that or and, to reflect uh, that. I should say, um, and then that would start that would start a ton of shit. Because automatically, well, right or wrong, the people who are for Trump would go, she conceded. Basically, she gave up by conceding. She threw the towel in. You can't bring it. You can't unconcede. So we're going to invoke the no take backs rule in the Constitution. It basically, basically, I mean, basically, that's it. And what would happen? What would happen? The shit that we've seen in the last three weeks would be multiplied by a number I don't even want to think about as far as the divide in this country as is. Right. Now, because because if you, we've proven that no one's a good loser in this country, and we definitely aren't good winners. Yeah, I everybody think, has to fucking shit on everybody else. Yeah, I think a recount is not... I'm, I'm smelling what Rich is stepping in. I'm, I think a recount... You think we're divided now? Right. Do that recount and let a different result come out. But if you believe that the claims of Russian manipulation in the election are the reasons for this recount are, are bullshit, then you should also believe that the outcome would be the same results and no change in 
the election results overall. And that w- I mean, really now you're just taking uh, a, a section of the, the far left and just writing them off as crazies. Well, to another thing... To, or they're writing themselves off as crazies. Another thing that just makes me kind of go, eh, whatever, is because the attorney general isn't the one calling for this shit. Like, if the attorney general was going, uh, hey, well, we have some reason to believe there was... I, I, it might hold a little bit more water with me. But it's not their job to necessarily oversee election results. Certainly they're, do they're, something they're about the, it they're if the, they're become aware they're the top of, of tampering. You know, they're, they're the top of the law pyramid. Well, it's not too late. If this will ele- if this recount in Wisconsin gets rolling, then he might have something to say about it. Well, so I'm just saying the attorney general has an active interest in this recount swinging the other way, and the attorney general isn't the one calling. I just, I just, it's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you. Yes, it's, it's, it's there. The right they can call for it. Absolutely. I'm just on the side of. I think it's dumb. It's not going to solve anything. I think it's to make things worse. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, also, it would make things worse just automatically by happening. Like even it would still make things worse, even if they had a re, held a recount in each one of these states and the and results came out the same. Is think, that is that action enough to, to be I think poisonous? Having it I in think it's general more, because I think it's more poisonous to the left wing. This is a this is a bigger chance that they're taking. I think there's more downside than upside to the recount happening in general. Yeah, there's more there's more pebbles on the other side of the scale. There's on the negative side of the scale. On the negative side of the the left wing scale. Yes, they're, they're the ones that are going to lose out likely in this unless they actually find evidence of tampering. And us as people. But this is, but Not actually, I mean, the, uh, the accusation is outside tampering, but the solution isn't to find out if there was outside tampering because these systems do have paper backups. In Michigan, they're going to take those ballots that we filled out with the little pens, the very special, the special pens. pen. You must use only the <laughs> special pen that is available at duct Target tape, and duct Walmart tape on a string. And says "bick" on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is very. It is the only special electric. And am I the only one that use. had this thought? They're, but this they're going to tally. No, let me just finish my right. thought though. They're going to tally up all those and count the actual ballots in the case of a recount. That's what hasn't happened at this point. We, oh, we tally it up. We're introducing it, human error into the equation. Goody. Yeah, but yeah, but there's a. It's a it's variable. A, it's a variable. You've seen these recounts. We're introducing. You were, you were around to see all the all the shit go down we're in introducing 2000. Human error into the equation. Even we're throwing that variable come in on. there. Even Florida managed to pull it off and make it look respectable. The footage there of the it was like I saw that episode. People of in Saved one room. By the bell. I can see what can happen. All right. And just one oh, by they one, just find their way into the trash. <laughs> oh, whoops! <laughs> right. Donald Trump comes in. Hey, how you guys doing? Gust of wind blows in. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So my little one had this thought this week. What kind of crazy shit is being planned? Because we have beer. The last month we have been divided and conquered like a motherfucker. What kind of shady shit is being it's planned been divided. right now? I don't, well, no, it's definitely been conquered. Well, no, but you know what I'm saying. Like, as far as the strategy, yeah, I mean, it's definitely more in play than it probably ever been in our lifetime. They're definitely dividing. 
We've definitely divided, mm-hmm. been divided up into two teams more than ever. Right, which... What's it, being planned? I don't know what's going on. When... What, I, <laughs> ask Trump. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, this is where Canada invades. Just when we're least expecting it. Right. Those wily Canucks. They're going to strike from the north. Trump's a Canadian plant. He's a mole. <laughs> Maybe it is the Russians. It's Melania. God damn it. Well, Trump heard that one of his claims was that he was going to drain the swamp. That was a, one of his catchphrases. By that, did he mean using the same water and then filling it, draining it and filling it back up with the same right. water? He's, yeah. <laughs> it was going to be capturing all the vile creatures inside of it, setting them in a separate clean cage while he drains the swamp and refills it and then places them back <laughs> yeah. in their positions. Yeah, he's doing more of a, I'm going to clean the tank, not drain the swamp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he, he did, uh, he made some appointments in the last week that seemed more uh, outside of Got a straight couple white male. Cabinet members he can grab by the pussy. Or just white male, I guess. They weren't white males, and they weren't necessarily Trump supporters. Well, Ben Carson, he came around at the end for Trump, but he still looked like well, he had just w- sucked a dick. When he was awake. And, like, Trump jizzed in his mouth. No, he just he played the shut up and you'll get a cabinet appointment game. And he did. He got housing and urban development. How racist is that shit? I know, right? Hey, Ben, I'm going to put you in charge of the housing. Maybe he could do a good job. I have no idea. He has no experience at that, certainly. Yeah, do you think he's going to last four years? I mean, he has experience as a doctor, and then he has experience at believing crazy shit. What it was like. Did you ever see uh, this? What the neighborhood was like, and are we going to have murals of him and Jesus all over the projects now? Is this his? Uh, is this his? Uh, this is my luggage. Yeah, I got to get my luggage. Yeah. He's in Detroit and uh, has unfortunately undergone some pretty awful things, and I think maybe there are things. I don't know what neighborhood he's in in Detroit. The lawns are mowed. Doesn't look that bad. Dude, neighborhood I lived in wasn't that bad, at least for a couple blocks. And we just saw Mr. Trump here. I asked him, how did it go? And he said, great. And he said he learned a lot of things. What do you think he took? He is from Southwest, though, so I do doubt that's a Southwest. (laughs) Okay. He just ran away in the middle of an interview. It was live. That's great. This is where we are right here. We're right in front of the home of Dr. Ben Carson. And this is where Oh, Ben. Dude, that guy was leading in the polls for like a couple months well okay so who better though than somebody who grew up in detroit to run racist. this department no it's not racist it's racist like, as hell how is that racist at all he grew up in a city and was witness to hey, it ben, you grew- crumbling hey, let me let me put it this let me just phrase it hey ben you grew up in detroit you want to run hud think of it like that yeah or you grew up in, I mean, because, because Detroit, okay, or Cleveland, those are the two big cities that in recent times we have seen fall considerably in the last 50 years. Why not pick somebody from one of those to figure out how to solve the issue of affordable housing for low-income people? I'm saying it's because he's black. Yeah, but we've solved the issue. Because he's from Detroit. He could be white and from Detroit and still have the same experience. We have solved the issue for affordable housing for low-income people. Oh, we did? We heard heard them all into fucking bombed out, looking like 
post post World War II Berlin looking cities. Right. Give them shitty schools that we and we give them standards that they can't adhere to because we won't pay teachers enough to actually get a good get good teachers in there. So then the state will come in, take over the schools. Yeah, and then no one will want to live there, and it'll be really low cost housing. Right, there's going to be tons of low cost housing after I deport all of these illegal immigrants, but the rest of the the poor in prison. And there's going to be plenty of rooms. It's going to be gorgeous. I, I don't know. I'm just in a really cynical mood tonight. But, I mean, it's just like all this shit. I mean, you know, the recount, everything. Like, his Trump's appointments. I'm just like, does it even fucking matter? I almost feel like this shit's already been decided somewhere. Like, this is all just political theater for our fucking, for our benefit. So we feel like that, that, there's, that there's actually... There's actually like a process when it's already been decided, I th- and I know that's super cynical, but it's just no. I I think uh, the funniest joke that um, uh, Dave Chappelle had on his opening monologue, <clears throat> excuse me, on SNL, was one that he just kind of snuck in actually when Trump was being was meeting Obama in the Oval Office, and uh, he was playing Obama kind of like chuckling at him, and. Uh, but he says, "Have you met the aliens?" Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> we're talking about Dave. This could be a tough job. He's like, "Yeah, well, at least you get to be white while right. doing it." Right? Yeah. 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 No, yeah. He says, "You haven't even met the aliens yet." Yeah. <laughs> and but to me, that joke does kind of hint at what you're saying, Rich. That there's there's always something going on in the background. Like you're never getting the full story. Which I don't know. I. I, okay, you know how? Am I we, right? We've always uh, we've talked about since Trump became a serious contender. Like when he announced, you know, we we all just like ha 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 ha. And then I think I think maybe like for about five minutes we were like, well, what if he actually wins? And then we just kind of looked at each other and we're like, no, nah, that could never happen. Okay, well, the outsider won. And what, it, what I've learned is the outsider, doesn't matter how outside the system you are, once you're in the system, it assimilates you. And it, what that tells me is one of two things. He was never an outsider in the system. Mm-hmm. Or there's no way to penetrate the system. The, system's, the system is bulletproof. Right. It's like trying to sneak into a Borg hideout. Exactly. <laughs> For, I mean, for, for a super nerdy way to put it, yeah. It's just, I don't know. They don't have hideouts, do they? They would have like a spaceship. They would, I mean, but they definitely hide out on it. I, I, I just, I, I see all this. I see everything that's happening. And I'm like, this is all business as usual, isn't it? I mean, the, the fear mongering is there. And, you know, it, we, we've stirred the pot on the left enough to get everybody who needs to be upset upset and we've placated people on the right enough to get them to shut up and then it's just back to business as usual it's a it's the exact opposite side of the coin of when obama was elected well i mean chris i you you brought up the thing with russia and tampering with the votes and i said well i i found it funny that during the presidential debate, Trump's up there as comfortable as he was talking about Putin and 
just kind of having this cavalier attitude about it. And Chris goes, well, you could say the same thing about Trump and China or uh, Obama and China. Okay, well, if I mean, if that's the case, like I said, what are we doing here? We're we're basically voting on a new a, a new skin for the character that plays president. That's it. I mean, is 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 are things really going to change that much? Well, I can tell you this: that while I can't completely disagree with you, I do think that that thinking is dangerous because. If you start believing that you d- can never know the truth about what's going on in your own government, then you stop searching for the truth. And when you stop searching for the truth, you are giving yourself over to being controlled by other people's decisions. So it may be futile, but it's really the only way. And I mean, I understand that. And like I said, it's just maybe it's the mood I'm in today. I don't know. It's just I, I'm 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 extra the holidays cynical today. Make me surly. You know, I mean, it just it just it just happens. I mean, you know, it, it, catch me next episode. I might be I might I might be a little bit more optimistic about our future. But it's just like it's the same shit. Like everybody was like, you guys had to have seen the articles. We talked about it a little bit on on a past episode about people worried about going home for Thanksgiving because all hell was going to break loose because of political discussion. Thanksgiving came away, and it was the same as every other fucking year. Yeah, I don't think... Uh, I think yeah, that was like, definitely... yeah. That was, it, it did not come up in mine. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how it went down in a lot of families, Thanksgiving. You I know, Black, Black Friday came, and people were still lined up. Like, you know, they're handing out free livers out, you know, outside of an did, AA fucking meeting. I did like Bill Burr's take on it. He's like, everybody's freaking out. He's like, what, did Obama call you at any time in the last eight years? Did he ever come over and make you a sandwich? No, you did that you shit. D- you did that, <laughs> yeah. exactly. I mean, I don't know. The, 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 things, the things that, I guess, like, concern me and weigh on my mind aren't necessarily the things that a lot of people were talking about. Well, and we, they, because, it was a week straight of what the fuck happened at Hamilton. I think people are still talking about that. I mean, we were talking about this last episode about, Mike, is, about Mike Pence getting booed at Hamilton. Okay, and, and that's that's not even the worst thing that's happened to a president or a vice president at a fucking play. Okay, yeah. let's be honest. So besides besides that, Mrs. Mrs. Lincoln, how was the, how was the show? Well, it was the least important story coming out of what's happening with our new president and his administration that he's picking out. Exactly, but that's the that's that is what we apparently want. Hey, look over here! It's like a photographer taking a picture of a two-year-old and they're waving a giant dog over here. Hey, everybody, look over here! Yeah, I've goofed. I've goofed on people from the from the left for their hashtag activism. I can't. I can't let the people on the right go. The whole boycott Hamilton. Shut the fuck up! It's bullshit. It's a bullshit Boycott news story. Hamilton. It's a it's a fluff news story people, that you people are now obsessed with. Or boycott Target. People people it, are trying to get together a boycott of Target. I don't know if you guys have come across this one. Because, again, because it sucks. Well, no, uh, no, didn't they do this Target, the transgendered bathroom thing? Yeah, that was one of them. I think that was the that was the major reason for their boycott. I saw the perfect solution to the it's bathroom like, problem in Portland when I went there on vacation. It was this, it was some diner, but it just had two bathrooms, and they were both just labeled as restroom. 
Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah, when I go to Kroger. Like, Brilliant! There you go. At Kroger, they have two restrooms that are family restrooms, you know, and have those switch knobs where it turns to clearly occupied, you know, in red mm-hmm. when somebody locks the door. And that's all we need. I, you know, I think, I think it was Jay that said this, like, way back. He was like, single-occupant bathrooms, problem solved. Yeah, just leads yeah. to everyone pees on their own well, now. No, but it, when you implement it as a law and make everyone require even small businesses to, you know, every bar has now got to Hey, whatever, two every small business has got to make accommodation yeah. to people in wheelchairs. But it wouldn't be that hard either. I mean, you might have a really, one really big bathroom, but yeah. Make it all, like, just take out everything but one toilet and one urinal. And well, you know what would happen. What would happen is places who weren't legally obligated to have a bathroom for the public would just stop offering a public bathroom. Yeah, but that's, that's not that many, is it? That's happened in a lot of places. I mean, you, you remember, it used to be a big joke. You go to the gas station, you ask to use the bathroom, and they hand you a, a key attached to a hubcap. Well, that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, now they just, no, we don't have a bathroom. Yeah. Well, where the fuck do you go to the bathroom? I, the employee bathroom, but we don't have a public no, bathroom. I blame us. I've worked, I've worked pizza restaurants that are to have sit-down tables for people to eat at, that we don't have a public ba- bathroom. I'll, I blame us, and not the three of us. I just us. <laughs> the royal us, the collective us. You know what this is? Is we couldn't act right, so now everyone has to suffer. This is like some asshole at school fucking up something yeah. for everybody else. We had a, a good system going. Yeah, we couldn't act right, so now. Yeah, this is the this is the private pile from uh, Full Metal Jacket. We're all doing push-ups for his jelly donut in his Foot Locker. Yeah, that's what this is. You know, I mean, what? Do any of these boycotts really do anything? No, that's what I'm saying. I've seen one video of some fucking land target bothered by their stance on their public restrooms. Then. Don't shop at no, Target. No, 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 no. Hold on. You're misunderstanding it, no, my no, statement. I'm just to no, them. back it's, it up, dude. I'm talking about our, their, does this protest do anything when everyone who already shops there doesn't have any problem with the policies? Now, I don't think anyone who is a Target shopper is going to read this and go, wait a minute, what? Yeah, I'm down for this protest. It's not going to affect their business no, I'm at all. No, speaking to the people starting the protest, like, you don't, guess what? We're not a communist country yet. We keep fucking all these regulations. We're going to be because yeah. we're going to have four companies. But right now, you have a choice. You don't have to yeah. go to Target. Why do you have to organize a boycott? You don't agree with Target? Right. Don't shop there. You don't agree with Hobby Lobby? Right. Don't shop there. You don't agree with Chick-fil-A? Don't eat there. Why do we have to... Right. But well, yet, you know, if, we, I... if we called somebody called for a boycott of the baker who refused to make the cake for the gay wedding... Hey, guess what? That would be out of line in their eyes. If you're in San Francisco, guess what? You're not going to last his, another. That's his religious freedom. You're not going to last another three months if you don't want to make cakes for gay people. That's your right. But go ahead. Word's going to get out in the community, and you're right. not. You're, well, no one's going to ask you to make cakes anymore. How does San, was, what happens in San Francisco affect the rest of the U.S.? No, I'm saying yeah. I'm using it as an example. Like if you don't want to yeah, make, I'm saying if just, the word gets out in the community, boycott or not, the community's going to make its decision. I was listening to another podcast. Should, yeah. I was listening to another podcast. They used to be on terrestrial radio. Now they do a podcast, and they were talking about the problems they had with the FCC. And they gave some insight to people who, uh, you know, Chris, myself, Aaron, you, 
I'm sure we, we understand how it works, but they gave insight to people who maybe haven't been privy to how things with the FCC and their fines and, their, and all this work. And they said something that just rang so true that is ignored. They said, okay, the people complaining to the FCC about our show when we were on terrestrial radio weren't even listeners. What would happen was one person would record every show, would find something that they thought would outrage their congregation or whatever group they represented, would edit the tape, take that, give that to the group, and say, now all you guys go complain to the FCC about this. That right there is what these boycotts are. Just like you said, Aaron, these are the people that are boycotting Target don't shop at Target anyways. People that are boycotting Chick-fil-A don't eat there anyways. This is, it's just, it's it's almost self-filating. It's but they're taking the kids the there. Think of the children. Oh, my God. You know, you know how I feel about that. I'm so tired that we fetishize children. Every, okay, Why do I everybody fall to was my a life because you didn't pull out? Exactly. Everybody was a fucking child, but guess what? You're an adult far longer than you're a child. Here's what here's what your job is if if you're if you want to protect children. Make sure no one fucks them, beats them, neglects them, get them educated, and and, and keep a roof over their head, fed and clothed properly. There you go. Anything else is fucking gravy. I heard the best line, Rich, and I believe it's on that same podcast. It was a couple weeks ago. Everyone says, "Oh, what about the children? What about the fucking adults? <laughs> All right, we're the ones that have to keep the economy going." Well, no, we're worried about the children. Let's worry about the adults. I mean, this is the it, people who it, should be acting like adults who aren't. You know, there's 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 legit boycotts. I, I guess I don't know I, because everything. Everything tends to turn into white noise with me after a while, as far as a lot of these boycotts go. Why it got to be white noise, Rich? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm racist. Anyway, uh, and then there's then there's just there's just like these like like niche it's the best like noise. little little you know groups that 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 well we want our way and. Yeah, if you like, I said like like I said that podcast said if you take one person who records, let's say thirty hours of content, finds five minutes that they find off- offensive and feeds it to their group, and in this group of thirty people complains to the FCC, oh my god, that seems like oh my god, we got a ton of complaints. How many people listen to your show? I mean, that show would reach at least what couple million people every day. And 30 people complained? Why are we even paying attention to what those 30 people say? If you don't like it, exercise your freedom to turn it off. Bottom line. Why do you have to start up a, ooh, I'm about to use a buzzword, a posse, to get fucking, uh, uh, try to get a posse up to get people to, to, to join your little crusade? What are you, Spartacus? Calm the fuck down. All goes back to George Carlin. Because they got a letter from a minister in Mississippi. I mean, this is this is what I've I've had some trouble trying to explain to friends of mine who have actually taken the time to listen to the show. Few of them, at least, they go, "Well, you come down so hard on Christians." I said, "I come down hard on all religions. Fuck all your little made-up bullshit. You can practice it in your house." the way you want with your family. The minute it, it leaves your house and you're trying to tell me that your your imaginary God 
is the right one and all these other ones is bullshit. And on top of that, your imaginary God is what we have to base our laws on and our morals on. Get the fuck out of my face. Take that shit back in your house with your picture of Jesus that looks like a fucking hell's angel strung out on fucking heroin. Blonde hair, blue eyed, the big ass beard, whatever, or Mohammed, whatever the fuck. I don't care. Keep it to yourself. You have no right to fucking insist that everybody else has to be governed by what your religion tells you. And they go, well, why don't you come down on Muslims? Fuck Muslims. Fuck Jews. Fuck Buddhists. Fuck them all. I don't care. They, but, but that's the thing. But when Rich, the founding when, fathers were all Christians. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, and, they I, wrote and, it, and they swam on dinosaurs' backs to the U.S., <laughs> I'm sorry, they, they flew here on with dinosaurs with golden wings. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And uh, weren't the, uh, weren't the, weren't the um, pyramids made to hold grain? <laughs> oh, yeah. They were silos. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jesus' band. Yeah, they, yeah, Ben Carson claimed that the pyramids did not exist before the time that the Bible was supposedly written. Yeah, that, that they uh, were built at that time to store their grain. You know, because that's where you want to store your grain. Out in the middle of the fucking desert in a big triangle. Yeah. Not next to the farm in a big cylindrical shape. I, I, I have, There's just way too many special interest groups from all walks of life from all sides of the political spectrum, from from the entire line of the politi- political spectrum, who have way too much influence and say on what the fuck happens. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. If you're a percentage... But Rich, you're sounding like a Trump voter. Really? Yes. Okay. No, I, I mean, I understand that you're not coming at it from the same perspective, but that is the same argument that Trump voters have, that we're giving in to special interests and not paying attention to what the majority of this country actually wants. It's just, I'm not saying that you have the same wants and ideas for your, your country as Trump supporters do, but I, there's yeah, an but argument how, to be made for many, both sides, just not if you times, support racism or fascism. How many times has he been called a populist candidate? Same thing Bernie, can, Bernie Sanders was called. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, maybe that's... I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe we wanted I am. a candidate I, who listens to the people, and now we're it's, you know be sorry be uh, be careful what you ask for. Well, the I, problem is is that Trump is going to listen to people who want to hear what he has to say, and that's it. All right, and I think, and I've 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 really I don't think I've expressed this opinion on this podcast in, in a little over two years I've been on it, but. That's one of the things I think Obama really fucked up with. Obama tried to play it way too much with too many issues about, well, okay, I'll bend on this and I'll, I'll bend on this and I'll give in on this. And I'll give in. Bush didn't do that. He got shit done. Do argue, argue with, argue, argue with his, argue with his, his, his means and how he went about doing it. But we went to Iraq. We went to Iraq and we fought on that lie. Well, I mean, that, and, yeah, and, but and, he he did. Uh, Bush's administration uh, reached over the aisle quite a bit 
only when didn't? they when they grabbed a hold of something that it was usually somebody's arm that they were bending behind their back. They basically, you know, threatened people on the other side with you know I don't know whatever leverage they might have over them. I mean, healthcare started out as something that was supposed to be okay. We're going to start with single payer, and we're going to modify. From that, the, the the seed of the idea is single payer. We're going to modify from there. And it ended up being Romney care. What a Republican governor who ran for president implemented in his own state. And then years later when he ran for president against Obama was shitting all over it. And it was the exact same fucking thing that he had implemented in his state. And what's it done? It's just record profits for the insurance company. Medication prices have not come down. In fact, they've done quite the opposite. I mean, we don't even negotiate with, with, with companies about medi- medication prices. We just, okay, this is what we got to pay. All right, there you go. There you go. Really? Really? Have you ever filed an insurance claim on a, on a car? They're, they're, <laughs> deal with an adjuster sometime. They're going to argue every little fucking thing they can. But we just, we as a people, we, whether it be Medicare or Obamacare or, excuse me, the Affordable Care Act or... If you're paying out of pocket, you just pay what they're fucking told. Because why? Because there's 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 really no place else to go. And it wasn't that the point of what he was trying to bring across was he was trying to make a competitive marketplace so people could shop around and get better prices. Where is that? That's eight years later. Where is it? How it's, many times is it's there, but it's not competitive. It, that's what I'm saying. Now, you can't tell me he didn't compromise on his original vision because the, the final product is nowhere all, near what he said. I'm paying twice as much as I was before this thing went into effect. Well, the argument is that uh, that insurance is going to go up anyways, which, I mean, it's always going to go up. Premiums are going to constantly increase. No, uh, it gave him an but, excuse to do it quicker. Oh, but... That's the- but that the, that's what the insurance companies are falling back on. Oh, Obamacare, it's crazy. You're right to Let go me on. finish my sentence, though. Premiums were going to increase anyways. This is the argument for Obamacare. But they didn't increase as much because of Obamacare. So it's not that your premiums were promised to go down. It's that they didn't raise as much as they would have in the absence of Obamacare. Yeah, and the one major victory, I guess, that, that people who who supported the Affordable Care Act could say is that if you have a pre-existing condition, they can't turn you down for it. Okay, that's a good thing. I I agree with that. I understand that. But ultimately, that's 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 what you're hanging your hat on is a victory. I mean, that's like saying, okay, we want to conquer Canada and we took over Windsor, and we and we declare the war was a success. In fairness, that's all it would really take. Maybe Toronto. That's all you want. <laughs> Vancouver, you get Toronto and Vancouver, you secure the oceans. You know, if aliens just popped up on this planet tomorrow and said, if you don't uh, fire this Trump guy and put Obama in charge for another four years, we're going to blow up your planet. We'd be a blown up motherfucker. <laughs> no, you would go along with it. You'd be happy. You'd be happy to have Obama back for another four years rather than Donald Trump, who wouldn't at this point. Well, because I'm a fan of oxygen. It's not, nothing political. You know, all I, biological. I, honestly, before the election and right after the election, I'd agree with you. Now, <laughs> I, 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 just like, I just see, I I see Trump. 
I see Trump and I'm like, it's more of the same. I I swear the the the, the Bill Hicks. Wait a minute, you haven't even seen. I'll, it's still conjecture. You can't say it's more than more of the same. I mean, the people the people he's he's installing are career politicians. He's not bringing in heads of industry in that respect, to run the yes. country. Uh, he's not. He's not. He's not having some sort of of revolutionary cabinet he's putting together that we've never seen before in the likes of American politics. They did appoint Betsy DeVos for education secretary. Is that the, yeah, is that yeah. I'm thinking of? Yeah, yeah the, the so chick who's against who who wants Christian education and is against public education. And well, that's nice if someone's against public education is now running. She's it. for private education and she's for school vouchers. Not necessarily religious schools. Well, I mean, here's a sad. It's this is a sad statement on American education. But I have friends that their family sent them to Catholic schools, some some form of parochial school, whatever. And I go over to their house, and I'm thinking, okay, well, they're probably super Catholic. Or, no, not you know, necessarily. Methodist. They just make it a better education. Yeah. No, they're like they're like no. Basically, I just tell my kids to binge and purge, just stuff that the the theology bullshit in, barf it out on the test to get the the good grade. But I want them to have a better education than they'd have at a public school. No, it's I went to both. I did uh, elementary and middle school and private school, uh, and then I did high school. Ooh. Yeah, no, and I did. <laughs> Well, I didn't, and none. I did tenth, eleventh, and twelfth in public school. Night and day, fellas. My ninth, my tenth mm. grade year was literally my ninth grade year all over again. That's yeah. So when you get when you get out of private high school, you're you're a year into college as far as education wise. Yeah, you're there straight up. And I'm talking twenty years ago. It could be even now. The Common Core is in effect. It could be even worse. It well, could be like two years. Even in the charter schools like we have here in Michigan, my kids have always gone to charter schools. And they have more of a... They start to focus the kids a little bit earlier. For example, they have... I can't remember what they call it, but basically they have uh, an elective that they can choose, even at the elementary school level. Ooh. So they have their standard teachers for certain subjects but they have that they are, are supposed to take and then at, i think in uh in the younger ages they have just one class that they kind of rotate through from i think one of them's computer science one of them is gym uh something else or something i can't remember oh art is one of them and then when they get older they get to pick, and they can still switch it up each semester. But they get if they want to do just all art classes throughout, you know, however many years they're at that school, they can for that hour of their school. And yeah, you, I, that's the fact that our public schools don't have a flexible enough system or the support to do that kind of thing is what is holding us back in education in this nation. <sighs> the fact that we are not, because we're afraid of looking like a communist country like China, where they're like, oh, you failed this test that you took at 10 years old, you're going to be a janitor for the rest of your life. We, we don't want to try and steer somebody. We've, we've created a society where it's okay to not figure out what you want to do for a living until you're into your, well into your 20s. I don't know. I know I've told you this story. I don't know if I've told it ever on this podcast. 
a group of us, uh, my junior year, uh, went to the principal and mm-hmm. vice principal. And uh, school I went to did not offer AP courses. The best you got was college prep. I didn't find out till maybe... We had college prep classes, yeah. I didn't find out till maybe a year or two after I got out of high school that my high school was basically supposed to be like, here's where you go to school until you get your factory job. That's what, <laughs> That was supposed to go down and where I, where I grew up. Oh, man. But, that, that's called downriver. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard the east side referred to as upriver. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, so just a group of us went to the principal and asked, why, could, why don't we have AP classes? We want to go to college. We'd like to have a couple credits out of the way every time we get to college. And, and after he finished laughing and wiping a tear from his yeah, eye. I know, right? <laughs> but we were basically told, I'm paraphrasing the principal here, but we were basically told in a sense, we don't want the oh, dumb... Oh, I'm sorry, you're serious? We don't want the dumb kids to know they're dumb. That's pretty yeah. much what we were told. We don't want... We don't, oh, we don't want, man. We don't want, we don't want any... We, we were pretty much told we want the playing field to be considered level. We don't want anyone to think that they're at a disadvantage and other kids are at more of an advantage. Like, so hold the smart kids back because you don't want the dumb fucks to know they're dumb. All right? The world needs dumb fucks, all right? We need hamburgers made. We need horse shit picked up. We need bathrooms cleaned. Someone's got to fucking do it. I I sound rather elitist right now, but I'm just saying, like, somebody has to do it. Yes, doesn't, yeah, but it doesn't mean you're dumb because you. I mean, you, there could be any number of reasons outside of your actual intelligence that keeps you from achieving better jobs. But 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 hold, but hold on, do, hold on. But you're right. Our society would just fall the fuck apart if you everyone know. could do what they wanted for a living. Mike, we Mike Rowe, society. Mike Rowe, the guy from Dirty Jobs. It's micro reality. It's a reality <laughs> show. I've I don't know. I've seen a few times, but I get the gist of it. He goes around. He does jobs that a lot of people, yeah, don't think about. They they, yeah, they, dirty they jobs. just yeah, you it. don't see. That's not glamorous. Okay, when he was on Bill Maher a while ago, mm-hmm. and he brought up a good point. He said, "Look, we have so many jobs." in the blue collar industry that are not being filled because people think they're too good for them. We've sold this, we've sold this work smarter, not harder thing to our children. He goes, which is, which is good as a way to get a job done. But it, it, you still have to have the jobs where maybe you don't have to have a college education. Maybe it's a vocation. It's a, you know, a vocational school. Maybe it's a trade school of some sort. Somebody's got to build the fucking house you live in. I mean, garbage man. People don't, even think do about, people don't even think about Maybe this. Garbage man. You know, garbage man is something you threaten your kids with. You want to be a garbage man the rest of your life? I wanted to be a garbage man. You get to ride on the outside of the truck. You get to meet on, Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> on top of that, they're in unions and Jumpsuits. they they make good money. I have a few friends that yeah. do it. They're not exact. They, those are not minimum wage jobs whatsoever. Plus, right? the extra scratch from making bodies disappear. That's got to pay a lot of bills. Mob shows up once in a while, get rid of a body, make 10 grand on the side. Got a car crusher on the premise. Even better. I mean, come on now. If you work for a garbage (laughs) place called Rizzo, (laughs) come on now. That's in our neighborhood. Is there any other waste company in Michigan other than waste management now? Not anymore. They took care of them. (laughs) Yeah, really. They did. But I mean, there's there you know there's a lot of other jobs that have to be done that need to be filled, and 
you can sur- you, not just survive on. You can raise a family on. Mm-hmm. You can you could prosper at. There's room for advancement at. But we've we've been sold as bill of goods that you have to go to college. You have to go to college. I've, I've made a career out that, of a minimum wage job. Technically, well, isn't that one of the arguments to people that were against free college? Is that if college is free, everyone will have a college education, and a college education won't be worth a shit? It already isn't because yeah. we've been pushing college for the last 30, 40 years. And but yet on the other side, we talk about people stuck in low-paying jobs. They don't. That's the idea. Why are they stuck? Like look in the mirror. Anyone who's not gone to college has a similar experience that I probably have. Where you worked your way up, not saying that like you know I started at Taco Bell as a teenager and worked my way up to Taco Bell manager or something. Not to say that that's a bad gig either, but you gain more experience. I in made one a way career out of a minimum wage job. My job started at fifteen answering phones. Yeah, and. Whether, whether it happens internally in that company or whether you just take the knowledge that you gained exactly from each, I did. each consecutive that, job to get the, the next I started one that you with. wanted, there's always something to be gained from whatever work that you're doing. And a lot of that is figuring out what your next move is going to be. And also, because we have this attitude where you're supposed to, once you do actually figure out your career, that's what you do for the rest of your life, well then... What do we do with these people? What do we do with these people who are in coal mine, who are coal miners? Or we want autonomous cars. What are we going to do with the big three? What are we going to do with all these factory workers? What are we going to do with all these people who are out of jobs because things fucking change in the world and technology and society? That's why they're keeping down the teleporter. If if we had a more adaptable and, and flexible workforce, we wouldn't have these worries. Many people in auto on oil refineries. Auto plants, right? Cops, and, teleporter. And I don't think, it's, and I don't think it's about college education anymore. It's probably something closer to uh, government subsidized uh, vocational education and, and trade schools and other kind of specialty things, and also finding companies like the one that I'm working for right now that's actually willing to invest in somebody that they see as the right person and and educate them in a way that would we would call an apprenticeship in the past. I've noticed at least in in my lifetime as as a since I hit adulthood and I've entered the job market, I've noticed that the it's now a fantasy, but I guess it used to be a reality. I don't know. I wasn't there in the 50s and 60s and 70s, but like case in point, I worked at a place where we made custom sprinkler systems for any building that needed it. You could just—they would bring in the build, they give the blueprints of the building, and say, "I need a custom sprinkler system and flame repression system. Design it, fabricate it, install it. We did everything." Okay, and. That company had been around for 40, 50 years when, when I started working there, which was almost 20 years ago. Um, and I, you know, I noticed, I was like, okay, so listening to the old, the old people at the company, the older people, I should say, a lot of them started off working in the back, threading pipe, grooving pipe, actually fabricating the stuff and moved their way up into the they front office as far as designing and stuff. 
Okay, you had now you had the, the pipe fitters, which were mostly union. Those guys were happy to stay where they were at. But what I'm what I'm getting at is I don't that, know about your gay slang, but <laughs> sorry. Don't homo shame me. <laughs> but you know, guys could start in the fabrication part and move their way up back yeah. in the day, and now it's like okay to even can be considered for a front office job, an engineering job, or or whatever. You had to have X amount of college education. And it would be funny because sometimes they'd send us back the blueprints and this is what you need and this is what you need to do. And you got a bunch of guys who were working fabricating, looking at that going, is this guy fucking high? This ain't going to work. And we'd take it back up front and they'd point out what they'd done wrong. And they go, oh, yeah. Okay, and then they go into the front office of the owner and go, yeah, we're going to have to redo this. And he go, well, I'm glad you caught that. Well, he didn't catch that. The fabricators caught it. But there was no room for advancement because if you were a fabricator, you were seen as blue collar and you're always going to have that blue collar hanging around your neck in the minds of the people that ran that company. Whereas 30 years before, you could work your way up without a college education. Because real world practical experience is going to beat a college education a lot of times in that type of environment. I mean, that's just, that's common sense. But now we've, no, we've got the, this, this large separation from the front office to the people, the blue collar, the white collar and the blue collar. And yeah, we have, we have generation being told that you will not have the career that you want. You won't make enough money to be happy if you don't have a college education. You won't hit that $70,000 threshold even uh, if, w- you, if you don't have a college education. And yet we also have now the highest percentage of college graduates living at home. When I worked for Aldi, I was hired as a general manager for uh, one of their stores. And they straight up tell you in the interview... This is the highest you will ever go. We hire our front office out of college. So you got guys coming in to be your district manager like 23. You know, at the time, I'm like 29, 30. It's like, wow. Yeah, there's no point in working at that job. Yeah, I lasted five months. And there was also, you know, in the military, they have this issue too because you have senior NCOs, senior non-commissioned officers, which are like... Staff sergeants, gunnery sergeants, et cetera, et cetera. And then you have these fresh out of college and OCS, officer candidate school, you know, second lieutenants. Well, these senior NCOs have been, you know, maybe they might be in their mid-30s. They've seen everything, you know, combat, all that shit since they were 18. And now they have officers who are 22, 23, giving them orders. Back in the day, a good officer knew he better he better stay on good terms with his senior NCO because that's the guy that's most likely going to keep his ass alive and keep him from getting everybody killed. And there was a level of respect there. And in, I'm sure in combat in the military, it still is that way to a certain extent. But in the private sector, I don't see that. I see what Chris just said. You get a bunch of people coming out of college. They're younger than you. And they have book learning. I mean, they I have, value education. I'm all for education, but... I'm not shitting on education, I but I'm the, just saying. The older I get, you know, and this, maybe this is another one of those get-off-my-lawn moments, but it's like, 
All a degree means to me now is great. You sat in a classroom for four years. You have not applied any of that. Well, what this stat that a certain percentage of college graduates are living at home tells us that we have a lot of tolerant. Parents. We have more. We have more college degrees than this country has jobs for. Or we have people getting degrees in things that there aren't enough jobs for. But if we if we let the market actually have some say. In, do we uh, do we bring up the the quote from W? The, I don't know what is it. The jobs Americans won't do. Yeah, my yeah. super my super left girlfriend uh, brought something up the other day talking about you know people always talk about oh oh because uh, she uh, bartends in a a Trump bar we'll call we'll call it that yeah. And, uh, you know, I said, listen to people the last few weeks. They're coming over here and they're took our job. You know, hearing those kind of arguments. She's mm-hmm. like, no. Because she, she spent a good amount of time in California. She's like, there's plenty of jobs here. Problem is, I'm paraphrasing for her, Whitey won't do them anymore. Right. Whitey's not going to work the landscape crews. Whitey's not going to be a gardener. Whitey's not going to take... Uh, I'm trying to come up with uh, construction jobs. Well, yeah, you know, we're we're, we're getting a little. We're, we're slowly, and this is the year where we're probably going to disappear. We're slowly disappearing up our own ass as a country. But you also have you have the older part of the workforce that are set in their ways and don't even think about the possibility of retraining for another job. It's, you know, I grew up doing this job my whole life, and that's what I am, and now you're taking that away from me because this business is going away or this factory is I'll make the argument that very close to home because it went down around here in the last Mm -hmm. decade or so. What if it's too late in the game? That's all these people know. It's not. You're 52. The plant shuts down. You're 13 years away from retirement. This is all you've ever known. What? You're going to hit the reset button? Uh, a decade from retirement? If, if you have to. Look, ideally, you're educated about the field that you're in, and you see this coming five or ten years prior to these actual events, and you recalibrate. It's totally, and you, it's totally how my dad took the early buyout. And you they offered to him at 55, he's like, peace of mind. Yeah, and you either figure out a situation where you can retire at 50 or 55, and not have to worry about it and live comfortably, or you refocus your career into some into some field that <clears throat> it, that you could actually work in. You know, when you talk about oh, we can't, we shouldn't uh, do coal mining in this country anymore, and we should focus on solar power. Uh, part of the argument there is, what do you do with those people that you can't just retrain? Uh, coal miners to build solar panels. Well, not everyone, no. But there's still a lot of crossover in that. Not every job involved in coal mining is physically with a pickaxe digging in a mine. Okay, so, but here, and, and here's where my, I guess, <clears throat> my libertarian bent comes out. Mm-hmm. Okay, one of the biggest jobs that, are, that need to be filled for non-college educated people is truck drivers in this country right now. Yeah. Now, here's the problem. You have more than enough people willing to do that job 
of all races. Does not matter. Okay. Okay. The problem is the government has slapped so many regulations on the DOT or DOT to slap onto drivers that you can't find people that can pass all the requirements to be drivers. Things that used to mean, okay, every three years you go in and get your DOT physical. If your blood pressure was a little high, okay, that meant you had to get your DOT physical once a year to make sure your blood pressure was good. Now if it's high, you're disqualified, you can't drive. Now if you have corrective lenses, well, that's a strike against you. They don't want to hire you as quick as a guy with 20-20 natural vision. Well, who did? Really? How many? What do you think the percentage of people in this fucking world is that need glasses of some sort? Come well, Rich, on, man. I'm I'm with you. My day job, I I interface with the small businessman regularly, and it, it is. It, I gotta tell you, it's 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 rough time well, in this country right now to be to own a small business. You are gonna get you are gonna get taxed and feed right out of business. We're, 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 I said it a million times. We're heading for. Just Starbucks. We're heading for what? We're heading for Starbucks, Walmart, McDonald's, Apple. Right. You can't keep a company afloat unless you grow big enough to be too big to fail. Yeah. And the problem is, is that you can keep a small company afloat of with a handful of people if you find a the right the right place, the right area to be in, and you don't grow past a certain point because once you reach a certain amount of employees, that's when all these government regulations kick in. Right. Mm-hmm. Such as so healthcare, you have a, you have a cap et cetera, et cetera. Trust me, I give speeches to people all the time about, you know, especially the, the, the guys who, have, who don't have that many Well, this is what I was employees. trying to get at when we were talking about the education system in this country because if you have less regulation and taxes and less things that they have to legally do for their employees, and I'm not talking about taking away benefits, but uh, just not regulating it in the same way and give some more freedom to uh, uh, an employer and some more money to invest in their business, and they're more likely to take on somebody who is a wild card. Or, I mean, if you look for a job, you can look through Craigslist and find thousands of jobs each day in whatever area but a lot of those jobs are experience necessary to be whatever the fuck it is nobody's hiring nobody with no experience did i double negative myself there or no yes <laughs> well you you have so, in, in the so truck driving industry ha- i'm sorry go ahead uh well no i think you're continuing to make the same point if you, you have in the truck driving industry, you have companies that are willing to, what they do is they say, okay, we will put you through our driving school, yeah. and then you have to work for us for two years. Right. And for those two years, we're going to put you on every shit run. Dentured Yeah, you're hardly <laughs> ever going to be home. And if you leave before those two years, then we prorate how long you've worked for us as to what you owe us for your schooling. Okay, well, a lot of people would take that fucking offer. But like I said, the problem is is that too much regulation. Have, yes, when you have so many I mean the deal do you understand to pass to get a CDL, you have to sit and name over a hundred parts that you have to inspect on a truck? Now people go, that's so and really it's like doctors there's what, hundred and sixty some bones in the body? And one of the big jokes is you gotta name every one of them to get through to be a doctor. And that's like, ooh, 
How many people you know could name every fucking bone in the body, even if they were fucking taught to do it? So, I mean, right. you know, you I have had to shit once like, in fourth grade. You have shit like that. You have shit like the physical requirements, which are getting more and more strict, which are just phasing out a lot of older drivers. And I, I, I'm sorry, but okay, just because you might have high blood pressure or you might have diabetes or you might have to wear glasses, if you're okay to drive a car, why aren't you okay to drive at least a straight truck? I'm not talking because CDL these days is not just for a tractor trailer. Yeah. We're talking straight trucks. Look at look at the bigger landscaping companies. They got US DOT numbers right. up. Yeah, those drivers have to be go through a DOT physical. That's how ridiculous the regulation is getting with this shit. That's why there is a demand for these positions to be filled. But then we shoot ourselves in the foot because. We have a workforce to be more than willing to spend 12 weeks on the road driving all over the continental U.S., but we won't let them because of some piddly bullshit. I mean, obviously, if the guy's fucking legally blind, yeah, you don't fucking put him in a truck, right? But if the guy's blood pressure is a little high, you give him medication, you, you monitor his blood pressure, you make him get a physical twice a year like they used to do. It's not like there was... In the last 50 years, when before all these regulations kicked in, we had an epidemic of truck drivers dying behind the wheel and taking out half of a fucking highway when they did it. A business should be smart enough to make these decisions on their own, what requirements are necessary for their drivers. And those who make poor decisions will be, well, while there may be disasters, probably the the punishment in uh, lawsuits and fines would probably put them out of business anyway. I'll tell you, if I'll not tell losing you, their diabetes, reputation. Diabetes, diabetes. Something, oh, something, that, something that's more dangerous to the general public than a driver with high blood pressure is a driver who's been driving with not enough rest. Ask Tracy Morgan. Yeah. And that happens every single day. If you're on, if you, if you, let's say you're driving from here to Tennessee, going to visit family for the holidays or whatever, I guarantee you, about one out of every five truck drivers you pass is running illegally because his company's making them run illegally because they don't have enough people to handle the loads legally. Right. I, I had a dude in Delaware almost take me out a couple years ago. Just straight up was gonna just gonna merge right into me if I didn't move. Like and I, cri- and I was and right Chris- I was right beside him. It, I could see into his cab, so it wasn't like you couldn't see me. It wasn't like I was hiding behind a mirror. That's the rule. If you can see if you can see them in their in their mirror, they can obviously see you. So there's no excuse for it. I could look. I was right beside them. I could have waved, "Hey, how you doing, buddy?" And then all of a sudden, if I did but not Chris, move, if, I'd, I'd have been dead, man. Chris, you brought up a good point. You said, "Ask Tracy Morgan." And who was that driver driving for? Walmart. Yep, Walmart yep. has no excuse not to have enough drivers to where they don't have to run their drivers ragged, and they and they're running two, three logbooks. And really, logbooks are becoming a thing of the past because what they have in the, in the vehicles called Qualcomm's yeah. and GPS's, they can keep track of how long that engine's been on it, at what speed it's been running, everything. Right. So th- these are companies who are doing, who are telling, not hiring enough drivers, and Walmart has more than enough money to. Why is that? So let's fix that problem. Let's not like I. And I'm not a fan of Walmart, and I'm not defending Walmart. And making their drivers run, you know, fucking twenty hours straight. But 
the fact that Walmart can't hire enough people and they got more than enough money to, they, they hire people to stand there and say, welcome to Walmart. That's their job. What's your job? I say hi to people and have a nice day when they leave. They're not fucking loss prevention. They're not security. So you're telling me if they're willing to hire people to do that, that they are not willing to hire more drivers? Come on now. I mean, this is this is where I agree with you guys when you guys are like, you know, hey, this is way too much regulation. You're strangling people out of work with your bullshit regulation. I agree with you. And we're doing it. it what's the solution? Because it seems like once, once, once regulations are enacted, they don't go away. Do you think they just they just morph a little bit? Yeah, we just we have a huge capacity as humans to just get used to it and think, move on. Do you think Tracy to Morgan things as they are can walk into any Walmart across the country and demand a Subway sandwich? I think they he know can, who he is. Yeah, you think he can walk anywhere near a Walmart without freaking out? And a man nearly died, and his friend died. Or what was it? What was the the comedian? Thirty million dollar yeah. cushion. I guess I can forgive a lot. Think is that Tracy what Morgan has any reason million? to ever go near a Walmart for any reason? Yeah, no, out, no. Even outside of trauma? <laughs> no. Even if, no. He's, even if he didn't get it to settlement, he's cashing residual checks off of uh, 30 Rock. He's, he's all right. But is that what he settled for, $30 million? Or is that was that the settlement? I thought it was $3 million. No, it was more than that. It was more? No, okay. he's, he's like, he's Oprah rich now. Okay, just that that's just because I, I for some reason the, the the number three million had been stuck in my head ever since I'd heard about a settlement. Maybe I just for whatever reason my mind dropped to zero, but <laughs> I was like, that seems awfully low. Three million, that's it. Like I'm sure Gennida, who wiped out the career of a couple Red Wings and actually killed some people here in Detroit after the, the Red Wings won the cup in the 90s. I'm sure they got more than $3 million out of that, that company. And he was a limo driver. And he was had drugs and alcohol in his system when he caused the accident. He wasn't... So, I mean, he was way more at fault than just, oh, I was tired. Oh, good times, good times. So, hey, you guys want to start up a small business? <laughs> I'll let you know. Oh. <laughs> well, didn't you already? <laughs> I mean, isn't this what this network is? We just contracted out. <laughs> oh shit! Ninety million. That's what he settled for. Nine zero. Because it's oh, a damn. story about Walmart's insurers battling them because they think it is an exorbitant amount. Okay, well, what do they decide these things on? One. Pain and suffering, obviously. Two, the injuries caused to you. Three, lost wages. I mean, I don't know who the other comedian was who got killed, but if he had a decent career, you could argue that that's a career you could do until the day you die. So, lost wages for that could go sky high. You could also argue the willful, it was willful. here's, Here's what they're actually arguing. I have the facts. They're saying it's exorbitant. Because, uh, let's see, no coverage to the extent which these settlements were paid to avoid adverse publicity. Within weeks of Walmart settling with Morgan, Morgan was seen driving one of the most powerful sports car sports cars in midtown Manhattan, driving without any difficulty, and clearly showing that he was enjoying himself. And? Walmart would have learned Uh-oh. that Morgan was capable of 
Walmart would have learned that Morgan was capable of doing these things had it done an adequate and reasonable investigation before settling. I don't know. The story is on BET. It says, disgusting. Here's why Walmart insurers don't think Tracy Morgan deserved his accident settlement. Wow. There's a special... If hell exists, there's a nice little comfy place in there for those people. That's What a yeah. dirtbag thing to say. Well, it, One I mean, of your it, trucks are lawyers. smashed like, into this dude. Like for $90 million, this guy better never step foot inside of a motor vehicle again. He must so, be yeah. too fucked up to... The, with the amount that he got in emotional damage that he should never be able to drive again, which is a ridiculous concept. If I Tracy Morgan, I'd be in a Walmart every morning with my shirt off and my dick out. Okay, so because he's he is and the one of the people po- that are lucky enough not to suffer from some sort of form of PTSD when he sees a car, he shouldn't get any money. Right, well, because part of that settlement is emotional suffering. What are you oh, doing? Oh, because his friend died? What are you doing so, using those legs again, huh? He should never have friends again because his friend died once. <laughs> okay, but they so the other part of the argument is that the reason he got ninety million dollars is because he was famous, and if they gave him an insulting amount of money or tried to uh, say that he deserved nothing, then Walmart would suffer from a lot of bad publicity. Publicity. I have a question for these insurers. So, is this your first day here? Of course. Everything right. you just said is correct. I mean, if I got hit by a Walmart truck, I don't think I'd be pulling out ninety million out You'd of that. You'd be lucky deal. to get nine million. Yeah, well, I think you I could get settle it. for nine hundred thousand after. Yeah, and the lawyers took their chunk. Yeah, that's true. I, but I, I also, you know, I, I also know that I could live the rest of my this, life on a million dollars. Has this insurance company so, never heard the nine words? millions would be like I could live nine lifetimes? This insurance company never heard the words O.J. Simpson. Of course, everything you just said is absolutely correct. Insurance yeah. company. Yeah. Did you have the misfortune of hitting a bus full of black men? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you have the misfortune of hitting a bus full of rich, rich black, men? <laughs> black men? Oh, yes, you did. <laughs> You not only lightning not str- struck not only once but twice for you. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, can't go out on that. We sure, we can. <laughs> no, oh, well, you'd rather I, go out on the fact that Florence Henderson yeah, is the gotta, cherry on top of the 2016 gotta, deaths. We got to put the candle through the paper plate for Mrs. Brady. Which I said, if 2016 was a year. He's he's what a dick. Yeah. I had tweeted that I wish that 2016 would grow some balls so I could kick them. I mean, I'm not sitting Shiva for Mrs. Brady, but I mean, this is another cultural icon taken down by 2016. I wanted to, I want to make a shirt that says, I survived 2016 and all I got was this shitty president. <laughs> but yeah. What um, Floho? Is that what was that her nickname no, they came up with? Nobody called her that. Except for now. maybe Greg. <laughs> yeah. He called her. He just called her mo- mother while he was banging her. Yeah. Come on, mother. Come on. Stop making it weird, Greg. Stop making it weird. Hey, well then, stop Tell calling me. me Greg. <laughs> My name's Barry. <laughs> well, wait, a minute, wait, a minute, wait a minute. I thought we were going to discuss the uh, the 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 Richard Spencer speech with the. Uh, what? The Richard Spencer speech, what we started talking oh, about. You, you want to talk conference. about Nazi salutes? 
I, this late I in the just, show? <laughs> I'm just saying, there's something about this that I know the alt right has become this like umbrella term that you throw anyone you disagree with underneath, whether it be from as, something as little as I don't agree with their stance on immigration mm-hmm. to they're throwing Nazi salutes. Yeah, no but doubt. This, this, there's a segment of the of the alt right that has some very vile views and now feel like they are in a uh, an environment where they can say those views. Okay, but what I'm getting at is that and that's really disturbing even, that 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 they think that that's acceptable. Well, these people the, are the throwing up right, the, yeah. the alt right that I've that I've seen no online doesn't no one mourns the great add up to this. For us, so what the, it to, is conquer or die. The mainstream media... Oh, you're playing the video right now, okay. Perhaps we should refer to them in the original German, Lugenpresse. <laughs> it's not just that they are leftist and cucks. It's not just that Call many are cucks. genuinely stupid. Indeed, one wonders if these people are people at all. <laughs> Or instead, soulless golem, animated by some dark power to repeat whatever talking point John Oliver stated the night before. Yeah, golem. We know we know what group you're talking about. A crusader, (laughs) an explorer, and a conqueror. We build. We produce. We go upward, and we recognize the central lie of American race relations. We don't exploit other groups. We. We don't gain anything from their. By the presence. way, the minute I see a they person with a haircut like this guy, I automatically know he's a douchebag. I guess they that's wrong. I just do. Wow. So white people are the only people that build shit and make shit happen in this nation, and all the immigrants need us. That's what he just said. That is the great struggle we are called to. We are not meant to live in shame and weakness and disgrace. We were not meant to beg for moral validation from some of the most despicable creatures to ever populate the planet. Uh, what? We were meant to overcome, overcome all of it, uh, because that is natural. You're going to pull out that word? Us. You think you need to overcome now? We decided to double down and wage war against the legitimacy of Trump and the continued existence of white America but they are really opening up the door for us. America was until... Isn't that what I was saying a couple weeks ago? Country ...designed for ourselves and our posterity. It is our creation. It is our inheritance. And it belongs to us. So there's something that we both agree on, that the... Social justice warriors in this country open up the door for the alt-right. It's just that we don't think that that's a... I don't think that's a good thing. He obviously does. Okay, but this is what I'm getting at. And then here come the Nazi salutes, right? Yeah, they start start doing the... Yeah. uh, Wow. The the Heil salutes. Okay, but... Okay, most people that... I know online, or I've read online, who would claim to be part of the alt-right would not support this. And I'm not defending the alt-right. What I'm saying is, I think that 
Like the alt right is almost 4chan. They just make fun of everything. They fuck with everybody. Are we getting trolled? Right. And this is this is like this is something completely different, man. I mean, these are people sitting there talking about uh, we're Americans and this and that and America right. this and, but you know, and then they're throwing a Nazi salute. I know where you're coming from, Rich, but what there, the fuck there is, is that? There is a, a definite amount of prejudice that's involved in that thinking, and I'm calling myself out on this too because if you just think that that uh, you know everyone on 4chan that throws around the N word is just trolling or just trying to repurpose or just doing it because they think it's cool, you have to understand that there that gives it an easy place for somebody who's actually racist to hang out and communicate and not feel out of place. Oh, you, yeah. You've given a safe harbor for racists, so you shouldn't be surprised when that happens. And it and so, yeah, of course, there's a, there's a certain portion of the alt-right <coughs> that are extremists, that are, that totally believe this white power bullshit. That white men are the only ones who made anything happen in this country and that minorities need us around to continue to make shit happen. Well, see, I see shit like this and this is, I'm just like, okay. First of all, these people are fucked in the head. That goes without saying. Second of all, these are some confused motherfuckers to sit there and talk about uh, America great, America this, and then throw Nazi salutes. They don't even make fucking sense. That's like the, it's like I've, I've, I've yeah. described this, this type of person who you find in Detroit, and it's fairly unique to Detroit, driving around with a Confederate flag bumping public enemy. You're very confused. And that's what the fuck, I mean, and that's some like, and not shit the good right way. there. And not in a good way. Like, I'm not saying that as in I'm trying to be understanding. I'm saying that as in you're basically you're fucking stupid. And it, this is what I'm saying. This is some shit that is like, how the fuck is anyone that comfortable doing this shit when they know the camera's rolling? These are people who are going to do this shit regardless of Trump won or not. I guess that's what I'm getting at. Like, People are like shocked to see this, and I'm like, "Is how is this any different than an HBO documentary from 20 years ago? Except for they're not a bunch of uh, uh, inbred hillbillies with shaved heads and, and red suspenders. They got marginally yeah, but they, better but haircuts." The fact that they could look at the at the person who's going to step into the role as the president of the United States, and as a person who reflects their views, just because because he hasn't outright denounced them. Does he reflect it, them, or are they projecting their views onto they, him? I think it's a little of both. I would agree with that. I yeah. think there's a lot. I mean, there's definitely a lot more to Trump's views that are taking advantage of the situation than coming from his heart. Well, the fact that he's he, never said, look, I don't want your support. Because let's be honest here. I, there's some things that, that apparently we have a much shorter attention span than even I thought. Back in 2008, I just watched a, 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 a documentary, a comedy special with D.L. Hughley. It was filmed in 2008, and he was talking about how the people running for the Republican candidacy were talking about building the wall along Mexico. That's not a new idea. Okay? Yeah. The KKK, the Aryan Brotherhood endorsing a, president, a presidential candidate, that's nothing new. These things happen... Every fucking election cycle we have for president. 
The difference is he didn't stand up and say, no, I don't want your fucking endorsement. Fuck off with your nonsense. I remember that's when a, McCain was doing his That's a pretty fucking town, big difference, though. No, it is. I remember when McCain was doing his town halls, and a, a person stood up and said, the reason I won't vote for Obama is because the man's a Muslim, right. and he's African. And he said, no, or, actually, I know him. And he's I not. His family. Exactly, yeah. He's not a bad person. You know, we just disagree on things. And that's where that's where I'm like, yeah, None not saying ideas. anything is is just is is pretty. Yeah, not not saying anything is accepting it. Yeah, silence it's, is compliance. You must just as well be saying, "Hey, thanks for the support." But once again, what Honkies. I'm getting at is that none of this is new. These things have been, have been happening for as long as I remember. It's just now, like you, like like we. I mean, I agree with you guys. I totally do. He's not saying, get the fuck out of here. The Aryan Brotherhood? Oh, okay. Well, when felons can vote, I'll, I'll be happy that you fucking endorsed me. Because what the fuck, besides prisons, do you people have any power? In, in, in what capacity? None whatsoever. All right? The KKK? Get the fuck out of here. You're still around? David Duke even jumped ship. I mean, you know... But the fact that he's not saying anything, I, like I said, I think... One, it gives the impression that, yes, he's condoning it, but two, it leaves the door open for them to project this shit onto him and say, well, he didn't tell us to shut up, so that's implied consent, right? It's not the best form to not say anything. And that whole, into the whole episode with, uh, what we tried to do that, I don't know, I don't know, with David Duke, I don't know who David Duke is. Yeah, I'll no, get the have, fuck out of here. Proof. You don't know. We proof that you know who David Duke is. They were both on fucking Morton Downey Jr. at the same time back in the yeah. 80s. They don't know who the fuck each other are? Come on now. Yeah. Come on, dude. Seriously? Oh. Just like he doesn't, he never, I don't know anything about Putin. Cut to the video. Yeah, yeah I know, right? <laughs> Flag on the play. Let's go to the video. <laughs> so it's going to be an awkward year for this song, huh? How, how many playlists do you think this is going to get dropped from this year? Can't, you can't play this song in Trump's America. It's a trigger. It's, it's a racist song now. Well, it's just like it's just like I I said. Why's your Christmas to, gotta be white? Just like I said to a lot I'm of people. Of Puerto Rican Christmas. A lot of my friends who were upset about the about Hillary losing and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, I said, look. The Republicans were so pissed off in 2008 losing to Obama in 2010. They fucking completely... The Tea Party movement was born out of that. And it, it got... it At least for that election cycle, it got done what it wanted to get done. This is your chance to do something for the Democratic Party. To get the old guard out. To get more progressive people in there, if that's what you really want. And to do something. And then I see shit like this, and I'm like... <sighs> As much as I as much as I shit on social justice warriors and all this stuff, I'm like, oh, I are you fucking kidding me? The fact that these are people in suits standing up throwing a Nazi salute and they don't even care that it's, it, these aren't like oh, 50, 60, 70 year old people. These are people our age or younger. They understand that this is going to be on the internet immediately after yeah, it happens. Yeah, that look like millennials. They don't care. Yeah. That blows my fucking mind. Like proud millennials. Yeah. 
I mean, the dude's got a douchebag fucking, like, 27-year-old haircut. So you're going to support this, re-elect- this uh, recount initiative or not, then? Because <laughs> the man who's empowering these guys is the one who's uh, going to be running this country. I think the die has been cast. They're already appointing cabinet members and shit. I think they'll make it go their way. Man, look, well, if we point, could call they're, Harry... They're, it, nobody, nobody's appointed yet. No, I think they'll make it go the way of it'll be such a pain in the ass to try and undo all of the shit that's already been done. Nothing's been well, done. That's the thing. What's no, going to no, happen? All he's saying is who's going to be, who yeah. his nominations are, but it's not like the change is starting yeah, but now. The, but the wheels are in motion. The process has begun. You know what will happen? If, no. if, if the recount Nobody's comes- packed up anything at, at the White House yet. If the recount goes through, if if the the effort for the recount goes through and it does come out that there's some fuckery afoot in there, but you can't prove it beyond a shadow of a doubt one way or the other, what's going to happen is the same thing that happened in in December no, no. of 2000. People are going to go, we're we're no. starting to be in that a, a worldwide embarrassment. Let's just end this. No, but that's what I was saying before. It's not about proof of tampering. It's counting the paper ballots to see if there is a difference in the votes that were tabulated by the computers. Well, yeah. You don't, you don't have to... He you, had tampering in his reason. You read it. You don't have to prove the tampering. You reprove the, the vote by counting the ballots by hand. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to show where or what weakness and what computer system somebody hacked or who is conspiring behind it in order to change the, re- the results of the election. You just have to recount the physical votes. Wouldn't it be easier to see if the system was hacked rather than recount all the votes? They, they have evidence, and no, because the recounting the votes is concrete proof. You have physical but if ballots. You can, but you can usually find proof that your system was compromised. Why not just find that in the computer system? Because the... Because there's obviously not, something you saw that led you to believe. Wait a minute, happened. hold on. So why not just give we us- have a system that counts votes in order to elect somebody, right? That's a simple concept. Why would you introduce something like proving whether a voting machine was hacked or not when you have the votes? Because that's the what your argument themselves. hinges on. No, it doesn't. That the machines were tampered with. Sure, but that's not the proof that has to if be you provided. Can prove, all you got to prove is they were tampered. The end. So don't recount. You, How does that make any you have, sense? You have you to have, recount them to see who... What, okay. the, 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 the votes are the proof. There is no other proof needed outside of that. And the, re, and the function of recounting is very simple compared to not only showing that somebody may have hacked a system, but getting everybody else to understand it and go along with it and agree that the system was hacked. That is a mess. No, it's very cut and dry. Where you recount, and if the the <clears throat> the recount of the physical ballots is different from what the computer tabulated, then something's fucked up with the computer. And then that's what's, all we need to know? What is the greater margin of error? The computer error or the human error? Because there's going to be human. Well, it depends. You, you've introduced human error into the equation if you see, for physically recounting them. No, if you see an error that is within the margin of error between uh, just a person recounting, which is going to be really small, it's not going to be the same margin of uh, the same difference that you would see if 
the votes were shifted from outside influence. You're going to see possibly a 5% shift in Hillary's direction if what they're saying is true. <clears throat> Not just a 0.5% that could have just been people miscounting or mishandling ballots. And if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. I mean, just... Start it's already in. happening. Ifs. What do you mean, if? It is already happening. The, we went over this like two hours ago. Jill Stein filed in Wisconsin to start the recount. It's not an if, and it's not about proving wh uh, what happened. It's just a recount, and that's all the proof we need for an election. That is how we decide an election, and it's not unprecedented to have a, re a recount. In an how do we know the recount's going to be honest? <laughs> Why would you have any you, reason to believe in How do you know, how do you know who your father is? Hey, Chris, how do you know who your father is? Because your mother told you. Yeah. I mean, at a certain point, at a certain point uh, we can get lost down the rabbit hole or up our own ass, as you like to say, with, well, how do we know? I mean, it, look, if, we, if you have paper votes that were fed into a machine and you go, okay, let's recount the paper votes. Well, there's going to be people, representatives from both sides, and hopefully a person who's nonpartisan, if you can find one in this fucking country anymore, to, to oversee the entire thing. And then you're going to get to arguments we had in 2000. Well, is this yeah, an actual vote, or is this a hanging chat? Who's going to be in the room? There were arguments over who was going to be in the room for the recounts, who was going to have access to the recounting process. And, well, anyway. Bernie Sanders. I, it's already happening. You know, and I, I just have to say this. I'm, I, I've been wondering now for, you know, the last couple of weeks, if Sanders had been elected, I mean, not just in the general, but in, I mean, not just in the primaries, but in the general election, if he had been elected president, would I be sitting here going, he's, it's politics as usual. He's, 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 so far it looks like the exact same thing anybody else was done, except for it have been people more to the left. <laughs> I mean, once again, cynicism seems to be the mood of the day for me, but it's just like, ultimately, what change are we going to get? I don't know. All I know is that video fucking, it disturbs me on, it disturbs me on the levels that it should disturb anyone who doesn't agree with them. But then it disturbs me on, on other levels where I'm just like, I, it, it is something, it's comforting. It might even have been Dave Chappelle. It's comforting to think of people you disagree with, like the Klan or the Aryan Brotherhood or whatever, as crazy, stupid, inbred hillbillies. And maybe I've just bought into that, but to, to watch that video and look at, I mean, people throwing Nazi salutes who, are, who don't fit the stereotype of what I usually see a person throw a Nazi salute look like and act like, that's fucking, that's chilling to me. My grandfather fucking fought those fucking people. I mean, it, yeah. it, I, I don't want to hear about, I, I'd be checking out Canadian real estate like, oh, yeah. I don't want to hear no shit about before. no Fourth Reich. Not, and wait, I've even heard, not waiting well, around to see what this materializes into. Yeah, I mean, I've heard shit, you know, the Third Reich never died, because blah, blah, and I'm like, really? Really? This is what you fucking people think? 
Like I think it's too bad most of the World War II vets have died off because I'd really like to round those people up and throw them in a VFW full of World War II vets after we fill them up with Jack Daniels. See how long they talk that Nazi bullshit. But that's just me. Hey, we're all gonna die, everybody. Yeah. No, really, really, we are technically. <laughs> of course, everyone's gonna die. Father Time is undefeated. No one here gets out alive. Yeah. Not even Florence Henderson. Oh, even, see, see what it did there? It brought it back around. Even the singularity, your body's going to die. It's just your consciousness moves on. Aaron, I heard a date for the singularity the other day, and it's supposedly going to be in our lifetime in like the next 20 years. Oh, yeah. You made it. Oh, Aaron could oh, easily survive the next 20 years. <laughs> I think I heard, what, 2028 or something? Oh, they moved it up a little bit. It was 2030. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be in the 2020s. The singularity will happen. Mm-hmm. We'll never have to die. We could live through. We'll make it to the fifth term of President Trump after he abolishes term limits. <laughs> That's right. And then we can just, we can actually live in each one of us, our own America. We can make the America that we want to live in and live in that for the rest of our lives virtually. We could go to Vegas and start placing bets on what year the robots are going to rise up. <laughs> Aaron will appreciate this. I was reading. Uh, I think I was, we're more likely to just say, why don't you just let the robots take over? <laughs> All right. We'll just you just uh, that Matrix thing that actually looks pretty good. You know, you take care of my body and all this shit on Earth, and we'll go in here and party inside of our minds for the rest of our lives. What about the Futurama? You know, I'll be a head in a jar on top of a robot body. Uh, that's not so much. Well, I read I read something. Uh, I'm to be a head in a jar. It's a nightmare. <laughs> I read a comment on a on a, a comic book website that I think Aaron would appreciate, comparing Trump's presidency to the presidency of Nixon in The Watchmen. Yeah, and I was like, hmm. And then Chris is like, when 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 Fuhrer Trump, you know, abolishes term limits, I'm like, huh, all right. And I damn sure positive Chris hasn't read Watchmen. <laughs> To, no. to know that, that that's exactly what happened with Nixon in that book. We've cried wolf with the Nazi term and the and the Hitler comparisons in this country for everyone that we didn't agree that we did not agree with, and now here comes some actual Nazis and somebody who, honestly, their choice of language has a it, a lot to do with a lot of uh, fascist dictators. In yes. recent in recent history, and the way that they speak to divide a country and make it very much about us against them within our own country, that uh, we don't even know what to do with this now. Like, we, and we've cri- we've cried wolf on the Nazism shit, and now here they are. I, I think and nobody's going to believe us. I think Bill Maher gave a pretty a, good definition of. <laughs> Modern day fascism, and when he was like, you know, modern day fascists decide you're a criminal, and they work backwards from there right. to find it to prove it. Versus, we think you're a criminal, and we work to prove that you are. And yeah, I, I could agree with that. And hey, that sounds probably, like the left right now. We decide hey, you're criminal first. Uh, dude, how many times have I said on this podcast? Oh, no. Actually, what the left does is they decide that you're wrong and then yes. figure out ways to criminalize that behavior. Yeah. 
But how many times have I said on this podcast, the far left and the far right are just flip sides of the same coin? Yep. They got a lot more in common than either of them are willing to admit. But, yeah. yeah. It's it's kind of, it's, I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I my grandfather was not a good person. I know you're not supposed to speak ill of the dead, but anyone in my family, gun to their head will tell you that. Yeah, he's dead. He won't know. Uh, but I'd be very interested if he if I could bring him back for just like maybe an hour and sit down and have him watch what's going on and watch the video that that you played the audio of, just to hear his take on it. Right. Because it's, as far as as as, as oh, much of a Republican as he was, I highly doubt he would be on board with any of that. No. I mean, you know, you're talking a man who served directly under Patton, went into concentration camps and liberated people, uh, didn't have any type of love or, or any type of even tolerance for any type of Nazi ideals whatsoever. So, And to see it rise in popularity just after he's gone. No, I mean, he did have Alzheimer's. It would have been, it would have been I'm, I'm not going to say it, we're being recorded. Uh, okay, all right. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. We got to wrap this one up anyway. I was going to say Alzheimer's, sniper rifle, plausible deniability. <laughs> 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 he was a crack shot. I got his DD-214. I know how many confirmed kills he had. <laughs> you know, I had a thought this week that uh, about a year ago, we were wrapping it up. <laughs> I think... About a year ago, we were going, all right, everybody, we're done bitching about things. Everything's going to be okay. Boy, were we fucking wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We've not been at a shortage for material since we've come back. I'll tell you that. What is an old saying, an old Chinese proverb, may you live in interesting times? It was basically a curse. I guess so, yeah. Is that what we're going with? Interesting. Yeah. The silver, well, lining, just, the silver lining in the Trump presidency should be, if history is correct, great art. Yeah. Hopefully. Where's it going to come from? I don't know. I don't but, know either. But yeah. we won't know. It's coming from somebody we've not heard of yet, most likely. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I just, I, I flash back to a scene from The Wire where the two drug dealers are talking and the, the older drug dealer who's mentoring the younger one looks at the younger one and goes, you know what kills more cops than booze and bullets? Boredom. Keep yep. it boring as fuck. You know, and we're not bored. We live in interesting times. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Can we go back to we just worried about the president getting a blowjob? I know, right? Uh, All right. Well, thanks to everybody who's listened. It's, it's been a bang up month for Christopher Media. It's been biggest month for a lot of shows. Yeah, we we had ours the month we came back. We're still there. We're still hanging in there. But thanks to everybody. If you're new, welcome. If you like it, share it. Tell someone about it. Rate uh, us on iTunes. Yeah, maybe, maybe you'll find the donate button. On ChristopherMedia.net. Do your holiday shopping through Amazon and yeah. uh, click on our banner mm-hmm. so you can uh, you can give a little bit back to us. Yeah, just a little bit. Doesn't cost you any extra money. And hey, maybe, uh, who knows? We've been batting around here. We might start doing all our shows live. We still get them in podcast form. But uh, we might start doing the, the, the shows live. Make some appointment listening now. 
Sounds fancy. You can't fart on the show anymore. It's no fart on the show. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but at, at Unregimented Pod on Twitter, uh, at, uh, or Unregimented at ChristopherMedia.net, if you would like to come on the show. Uh, we're on the Facebook. Uh, I think we're on Insta, the Gram. Is that what kids call it? The Gram. I thought they called it the Iggy. Oh, you say the Gram to me. I'm like, whoa, we smoking weed? The Gram. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to get on a gram right now. Well, you got five on it? Yeah, I know, right? But thanks to everybody who has listened. And we'll see you next week. All right, later, guys. See you. If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening Christopher Media let's make some noise thank you for visiting christophermedia.net